Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and it's also a place where we get to discuss topics that people in the LCI community are passionate about. And today we welcome back Mayor Mark Turpin to the show and he's going to be having a chat with me about well-being in improv. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means that you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. And now it's time to go off script with the mayor himself and talk all things well-being in improv. I will just say, before we get into the interview, that this interview was done on Zoom, as all of my interviews are. And it's, it's interesting that we, we speak about doing improv on Zoom in, in this conversation, because when you're doing improv on Zoom, there can often be little technical glitches. And in this chat, there are, unfortunately, some technical glitches with the... Um, sound dipping out here and there from Mark but it's not detrimental to a point where you can't hear what he says it's just the occasional dropout and it just it gives that more authentic feeling of actually being on a zoom call trying to do improv it'll bring back many memories for lots of you I'm sure so I just wanted to get that in there there is a slight issue uh, with the sound here and there but not in a way that's going to take anything away from this fantastic interview let's get into the show and please welcome this week's guest he is our returning guest way back in episode two we had him on the show he is the mayor of improv please welcome mark turpin hello everyone good to be back again yeah it's great to have you back and for for those that haven't encountered mark before and haven't heard his episode way back at the start of this little adventure that we've come on with the podcast, uh, Mark, he's been with LCI for quite a while now, and he's earned the moniker of the Mayor of Improv for all of the selfless promoting he does of others. He just puts a lot of effort into making sure that he puts other people on a pedestal in the improv community, and that is just a fantastic trait to have. Yeah, it's uh, it's really nice that I got that uh, moniker mayor of improv. It's um, yeah, it's quite sort of humbling in a way. It's uh, um, it's nice, but I'm like you say, I'm quite selfless. So I'm, even though it's nice in a way, it's still it's it's how can I put it? It's I'm not one. I like the limelight, but yeah, I do it in some senses if that does make sense. Yeah, yeah, oh, it totally makes sense. Uh, yeah. And it, it kind of fits in nicely to what we're talking about today, actually, because uh, Mark's come back to the show, and not to talk about himself, but he's here to talk about well-being. Well, sort of about yourself, because we're focusing on well-being and the impact that uh, improv has had on, on your well-being. And we'll talk about the well-being of others in general as well, because it's, it's yeah. such a fascinating topic, particularly during lockdown life how improv was there as a lifeline for so many people yeah because uh, obviously when all this kicked off last march april whenever it was it was like oh what's going to happen to improv because obviously we've we met up every monday or we did at the lci at the flying the loaf and yeah we did that show on the sunday uh we're in the smash team and then the next day, that was it. And then we thought, oh, it's just going to be a, a few weeks. And then we're back again. And like, it's like nearly sort of 18 months before we came back. And it was like, what's going to happen to improv now? How are we going to, what's going to happen? And then Emma decided to start doing online improv through Zoom. And it's been, it's been great. It's, I think, for me, it's helped so much. It's um, it's been a sort of lifeline because it's been it's been that contact with other people. Yeah. Uh, 
with Emma and oh, some of the regulars at LCR that have been coming through and others who have joined since, who have only been with LCI. It, on, it came online. And for me, it's just been amazing. It's just, it's kept me going, to be quite honest, uh, throughout all this, for sure. Yeah, so I'll just say that you cut out ever so slightly in something you said, but you you referenced there that there are people that have only done improv online. They they came to it in the last year uh, when they were, I guess, just looking for something to get them out of their their headspace or whatever, just looking for a way to interact and to have fun that was in their house because of of the lockdown laws but just a, a way yeah. to connect and really just let loose. Yeah, because obviously sort of in the early stages of lockdowns, we could only go out once every day for like a walk, and but some people couldn't even do that. So their world was inside their four walls. So yeah. the only way they could escape those four walls, if you like, was to do improv online with LC, whether with LCR or whether with another group somewhere else in the world. And I think it's been it's been great. Um I know there's been some aspects of online that haven't been great during all this, but I think improv has been one of those where improv has actually boomed and it's actually grown since we've had to go online. And the impact it's had has been, I would say, measurable. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been measurable. Uh, the positive vibes it sends out, the positive impact it's had on himself, you and everybody else, it's, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. Like, as you say, the, the global aspect of things, it's opened up and so much has, has happened where everything has been linked so it's not just it's not just this little corner of liverpool that does improv that we're a part of now we're a part of this global community where we've all yeah. been able to support each other and something springs into mind i remember when india was having a particularly bad time during the pandemic and you know they were really struggling and the improv communities from all over the world united and set up fundraising pages and I just thought isn't isn't that great that the improv community is so strong and powerful that together we genuinely can like do good in the world that's that's the, 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 like especially like you say India like especially like there's some great groups there like improv comedy Bangalore who have done so much for the improv community over the past year and yeah it's just, I was thinking about this the other day for myself um before we we had to go online like social media for me sort of especially Facebook was something I never re I used but not as often as I do now right uh, I didn't find that enjoyable I posted the odd thing but I wasn't a regular user but I think since the improv community is online, I've made so many friends. I think I've made more friends in the last year than I have in the last probably 10 yeah. or so years. But I've been on Facebook. <clears throat> I must have made about 100 and odd friends hmm. over the last year from the improv community. Um, and for me, especially Facebook, it's been a positive uh, thing from the soft my well-being because it's just nice seeing how everybody else is doing and what they're up to whether it's in improv or outside of improv and it's just nice going on Facebook see what people are getting up to uh, in all their aspects of life yeah um, I just think it's great and the social media side of things it's very interesting because you generally only hear about social media in a negative light you know if it's on the news it's because something bad has happened linked to it 
I'm a primary school teacher, so I regularly have to like let children know of the dangers of social media. And, you know, I have to read about all sorts of terrible stories um, to help in what I'm trying to relay to the children. So it, it seems in some ways, it seems sort of counterintuitive when I sit here and I talk with you and other people about these friends that we've made online because you know, it's always been a thing in the past that they're online friends, they're not real friends. But in the improv community, we really are friends because it's we're not just chatting and typing to each other. We're seeing each other and we are improvising with each other and therefore we are trusting each other. It's that level of trust that you get with improvising with someone that helps you to form that bond and, and makes you feel like you're part of something. And that's it, like, they are real friends, but not just faces that you see on a box, on a screen. They are real friends, and we look out for each other. We just check in with each other to see how we, we're doing. And it's, it's nice whether it's someone in the US or India or Europe. Um, I feel, for me, they are friends, uh, real friends that I've made and friendships that will last for a long time. Um, and that's been one of the bonuses of all this is making all these friends. And I think for me that has helped me become a person. Um, not that I wasn't before, but I think yeah. it's given me a lot more empathy towards others and uh, just seeing how people are and how they're coping through all this and I think we have enough there's enough bad things in the world and I think we need to make online media or especially the improv community a nice place for everyone to feel safe uh, yeah. yeah yeah definitely and it, there's, there's so much positivity that can come from improv. And last night I, I went through something and I, I thought, yeah, that's what I get from improv that I love. So I'd had a pretty stressful day in work. And even though I was home, I was not switched off from work. I had a gazillion things going through my mind and I was unable to yeah. stop thinking about those things even though i hate bringing my work home i do everything i can to keep my schoolwork in school and keep my home life very separate but sometimes that's not easy to achieve and then there was an oikos session last night and yeah. unfortunately you weren't able to attend because you were out, uh, having no. a good time at a no. concert but <laughs> the session was just so fun and it was I think the only thing that could have happened to switch my brain into a different gear. And at the end of the session, I was relaxed. I was happy. I had put to the back of my mind all the stresses that were on my mind beforehand. And I hadn't forgotten about them. I knew there were still things that I had to, to do when I got into work the next day, etc. But it meant that it wasn't consuming me it wasn't taking over my evening and then I was able to enjoy the rest of my evening after improv because it had helped shift my mindset and it had helped me refocus on positivity and refocus on being Ian rather than being Mr. Jones and bringing all Mr. Yeah. Jones's problems up. Yeah yeah I've, I've found doing improv has sort of been like a release valve for me because the job I do uh, can be quite intense and especially over the last year or so because I've been training a lot of people to do the job I do and it can be quite intense training all day because you're speaking all day you're showing people what to do and sometimes they feel tired and Sometimes I think, oh, do I know when I've got an Oikos session or an improv session that evening, yeah. I thought, do I really want to go through with that? But then I think, 
it for, for me it's been like a release it's like it gives me a buzz when i do it and i know yeah if i don't do it i feel bad and um, that i haven't done it so i'll do it whether it's with you guys on a wednesday or whether it's going to die in person on a tuesday and when i when i do it for the two hours or how long it is i really enjoy it i would just really get into it and i just laugh so much whether it's performing or whether it's watching someone else. And like you said, just then afterwards, I feel so good. I just did get this buzz. And like my partner will say afterwards, oh, you look really good. You like a glow after I've come out of a particular yeah. like session on a Wednesday. And like she said, oh, what's happened? Highlights and we'll have a discussion and, I find sometimes some things I can remember and some things I can't because I'm just so in the moment. I've forgotten yeah. what half of what I've done in that session, but the glow and the buzz for me are there. Yeah, I think there's always a few key things that we latch onto for whatever reason. They, they made us laugh more or they made us think particularly deep about something. Yeah. Yeah, there's some... Some things that really make me laugh, like um, for some reason, when we do that warm up game, it's called I Am a Hairy Monster, yeah, <laughs> uh, or I'm a Hairy Princess, and for whatever reason, I don't know why, but that makes me lose it with laughter literally. And I, I, can't, I can't be on it's that game, I don't know why it's that game, but but it's moments like that when you just laugh just for the sheer hell of it that yeah. just it's really good i find it really good it, <laughs> and like just seeing people laugh and just laughing yourself and it's just so good and i know when we did the in, in sorry uh when we did the intermediate course with emma yeah and when you see emma in the background <laughs> laughing yeah, just laughing I think that actually made it more funny than the actual scene itself, just hearing Emma in the background. Yeah, definitely. With a laugh. Uh, and I think so the, the Isla Harry Monster thing, I don't know if people are aware of it, but uh, it's a great uh, warm-up game that you should check out. And I think it works really well to loosen you up because it's just silly and you're forcing yourself yeah. to be childlike and silly. And then instantly everyone just eases up and you're like, okay, yeah we're gonna be silly and it's gonna be okay because improv isn't always like that some improv can actually be pretty intense can't it yeah yeah exactly but but like what we do on a wednesday um like the short form stuff i mean like most of us have sort of jobs during the day which can be quite intense yeah and and or we have things in our life which we don't really like dealing with that, that particular moment in time but just for those two hours every week just the chance to be silly or stupid or whatever and that for me is is priceless and i think that gives me well-being yeah i think it's probably the same for everybody else yeah yeah definitely it's uh yeah it's, uh, yeah. So you mentioned earlier about your partner and sometimes you'll sit down and discuss sort of key things from one of your yeah. improv sessions. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to speak to you just about like, what is her take on you doing improv? You know, I, I've never seen her get involved in improv, so I'm guessing it's not her thing, but what's it like to, because I'm in a different, different boat because my partner does do yeah. improv. Yeah, yeah. So what is, how does she feel about you giving so much time to improv? Does she see it as a positive thing? Does she love that you've got your own thing? Yeah, she, she's funny. We were just talking about this before I came on to this. Um, she's saying it's nice that I've got this hobby, this interest, um, yeah. and it's something that's mine because improv isn't her thing it's not something that she would do she's not yeah into that kind of thing but she she's supportive of what i do and what i do improv 
Um, she's actually she actually saw me perform at the show we did, yeah, the, Peri- the Periscope Up show. Um, that's the only time she's seen me perform. All right. Um, in person, I think she's watched a couple of the shows we did with LCI. The when we did at the end of the courses that we did, she's watched a couple of those. Um, but her job is quite intense because uh, she's she's a GP, so she doesn't ah, have right. that much time. Yeah, so she doesn't have a lot of time for anything at the moment, um, especially with what's been going on. So she's quite busy. So she doesn't have a lot of time at the moment for anything else, just apart from getting home and chilling up, <laughs> basically. But she's part of what I do. Um, um yeah for i try and because i like to spend time with her and try and limit what i do in improv so i might do yeah. a couple of things a week um because i don't want to overload myself and do too much before it gets on top of me because that's happened to me before um so to give a bit of context, I used to live in Manchester before I lived in Liverpool. Yeah. And I was with a group called Impro Quo. And um, there was a point where some of us got together to sort of practice every week with a view to going to the Fringe at Edinburgh. Right. Um, so we did this thing called Improv On Demand, where we did like takes on TV shows like Gogglebox and... Hmm. Apprentice and uh, uh, Time is it Time Teams Sesame Street I think okay cough and we practiced every week um, and it's going well but at that point I was in the early stages of my current relationship I was working shifts so I'd be working weekends evenings and uh, so at that time I was still living in Manchester she was living in Liverpool so I'd be going to see her working and then doing improv and it was getting to a point where it was just getting too much and I had to make a decision uh, which well, for my well-being at that time which was good for me and I reluctantly had to drop out of the improv even though I know it would have been a good opportunity because I felt me and my well-being is more important at that moment in time than going to Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, so I reluctantly had to drop out. And it was a shame I missed out on the Edinburgh thing, but ultimately it was the best thing I did. And um, so I've sort of t- t- taken that on board now, that I sort of limit myself to doing only so much a week because I don't want to get to that stage again. Yeah, I think what you've said there is very important because in improv, it's all about the team and being there to support each other. And I think sometimes the best way to support your team is to take yourself out of it because if if you being there is going to be negatively impacting you, then you know the, the team wouldn't want you to be there either. They'd want you to take that time away. And yeah. there's been a couple of times online where you've taken yourself away from things to make sure that you're giving yourself the time that you need. And I think it's important that people listening know that improv is awesome and we get so much from it, but at the same time, we should never feel like we're a slave to it. Like if we shouldn't feel like we're letting people down, if we need to take time away, we we should definitely give ourselves that time. Because we are improvisers but we're also human beings as well. And we have other needs outside of improv and other things that we do. And I think it's important sometimes to take stock and take a step back. And if it gets too much, just take a break for however long that may be. And then when you feel that you're in the right headspace, just come back. Because it'll always be there. It's it's not something that's going to go away all of a sudden. I'm going to be there and I've been lucky personally that I've been in a great team such as the Ibizu and you've all been supportive and 
I think we're all supporters of, of each other, and I think yeah. we've we've become so close over this these past this past year or so, and we we there for each other. We just check in, see how every, what each of us are, and I think that's important. I think it's not just the improv; it's the friendship that's helped, especially for me, because I feel part of something something good yeah um yeah yeah i know seki and i we talk about the oikas and other members of lci that we've become very close with and we, we talk about you all like your family like you're often in our conversations and we'll rev oh yeah you remember when mark said this or, oh yeah when Stu said that the other day or, or we'll talk about um if some of us have got like excited news, we share it with each other and you know, it, there is a real family element to it. And that again, it falls into to the well being of just knowing that there are these people that are there. They've got our back to share the good times and to help us through the bad. Yeah. And like, Wednesdays in particular, I just look forward to so much because I know it's going to be you guys. Um, I know for two hours, once every two weeks, we're just going to have a great time. We're just going to say, check in with each other, see how we are. And, you know, our, our group is like a small community, which is sort of part of a bigger improv community. Yeah. Uh, we're just like it's sort of like a microcosm, if you like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, and I just think when, like I said before, when there's enough sort of bad things out there in the world, it's just so nice that there's something out there like improv, which gives so many positive, beneficial aspects to those who sort of take part in it. And, yeah. I think we just need, we just need more of that in in life. Yeah, definitely. And I think again for people that are in improv, I, I find it very hard for us to explain to people that aren't in improv what we love about improv because people just don't get it, and they they're in some ways they're afraid of it. And I still still regularly have conversations with people that think it's 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 not all made up on the spot. They they yeah. think it's it's uh, like preempted in some way. So that yeah. that still baffles me, even when I've I've done my best to explain it to some of these people, but they just don't get it. But what has been cool is that some of these people that don't get it and have sort of said they they don't think they'll ever get it they appreciate the positive impact it's had on my life. So they at least yeah. appreciate that improv is something that can really uh, affect your well-being. Yeah, for sure. It's not, well, like when I speak to others who don't know what improv is, um, sometimes they'll ask me to like perform on the spot, like do something funny as if you yeah. can just think of something there and then. <laughs> and it's like, I, I try my best, but, um, you know, put me on the spot here. It's uh, <clears throat> especially when you run a non improv setting, like when you're out for a meal or yeah. something like that. Um, <clears throat> I do find that <clears throat> funny sometimes when you expected to, think of something there and that i know that is improv but you know when you're in a non-improv setting and you sort of put on the spot yeah uh, i found that quite strange sometimes yeah uh, one thing i've spoken about a few times on the podcast is that away from improv I, I i say puns all the time whether i'm an improv or not and when i'm not doing improv i get eye rolls and shake of the heads yeah. and sarcastic comments because for some reason, people don't want to admit that they like it. Yeah. And in improv, it's celebrated. Like So that for me is just an awesome thing because I just get to be silly and say these ridiculous things that come into my head and that make me smile and other people appreciate it and, and they laugh. Yeah, you get the occasional comment, but it's in a positive way and people are still laughing. 
Yeah, I know because uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a lover of puns, as you know. You are, yes. Like, my, uh, my, when I do puns at home by my partner, I get the eye roll and the groans and the oh. <laughs> uh, but actually, the it's sort of influencing her because she'll come out with something <clears throat> fantastic, if you like. Yeah. And sometimes they're actually better than what I come out with. Uh, uh, like, for instance, we were walking around Liverpool and we have a lot of filming uh, in Liverpool. They film a lot of films and programmes. Yeah. And we saw one of these catering vans. And... Um, I said, oh, I wonder what the menu would be on one of these catering vans. And we were going through films, titled food in them. Um, so I think she came up with Silence of the Lamb, Lamb, Lamb Shank. Oh, no, I said Silence of the Lamb Shank. And then she said Lamb Shank Redemption. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> it was better, actually better than mine. And uh, it was funny at the time, I thought, Half of me was peed that she actually came up with something funnier than I did. And half of me was actually quite chuffed that she actually came out with a poem. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, you're with Seki, so, I mean, she knows you, you, you pun. And I don't know if she puns a lot or she's getting into that stage of punning. Like yeah. When when we first got together, she didn't really pun that much. Um, but the longer we've been together, the more she puns. And she's very good at it now, uh, probably better than she realises. And uh, she'll even beat me to the punch sometimes because we've sort of become one with the way we think with certain things. We're always on the same uh, wavelength. And uh, sometimes she can, uh, she can get to that point before I can. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, yeah. And um, so yeah, well being as well. I think improv for us, we love that short form fix. And yes, we do go off and do other things, but we, we keep coming home yeah. to that short form silliness because that's what we get from it. But I've spoken to some other uh, uh, friends, members of the LCI community, and for them, they like the constant challenge of, of testing themselves with new things. So they want to go off and they want to do course after course after course and, and mix with different people and learn new things and always be trying to better themselves in some way. So it, it's very much a take what you want from its situation. And it's great that there are the, the regular sessions at places like LCI. We have our Oikas regular sessions, but it's also mm -hmm. cool that there's so much available if you did want to go off like if you wanted to do a new course every week you probably could because there's enough going on or if you want to pick and choose it's it's just great that the online in particular the online world has made that so accessible so you can sort of really embrace every aspect of improv and really take from it what you want yeah, because I I like short form, but I do like a bit of long form as well. So I try and sort of mix it up. So I like to go to the long form class. What else? Yeah, I run on a Tuesday at the Flying Loaf, just to keep my hand in long form because I do really enjoy doing long form. Um, so I'm sort of got my foot in both camps, if you like. I like a bit of short form, a bit of long form. Yeah, and I, I I love both, um, and I think especially getting back to in in real life improv, I've really enjoyed getting back to it because online improv is good and I really enjoy it, but it's just so nice actually being in the same room or the same park or the same space as other people in person. Yeah, um, it's. It's completely different to Zoom Prof or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just that physical sort of reaction that you get, that um, being in the same space as others. Um, 
there's just nothing like it. I remember when I did part prov with Emma in Sefton Park back in the summer, and it yeah. was like must have been about fifteen months since I last did real life improv. Yeah, um, I was a bit nervous because I've not done it for so long. I'm not sure how I would be doing real life improv. How I would feel, but once I got into it, I was fine. It was just like riding the bike. I didn't forget what to do, and it was just so good to perform in real life again. And um, it's just nice that we've got that hybrid now of online and Zoom prov, and both sort of really helped me and my sort of well-being. Um, it just, I think another thing improv gives me, it gives me confidence as well. It's given me a lot of that over the last five years since I've started doing improv. Uh, not improv, but in other aspects of life as well. Yeah. Yeah, confidence. It's an important, it's an important thing to focus on actually, because improv skills and that ability to think on the spot is actually quite empowering because it's it's essentially it means you can be witty and wit is is stronger than than pretty much anything else so people will never be able to bring you down if you're quick-witted i have always thought so mm. people will see you as as a stronger character because you'll seem like you don't get flustered because you've always got an answer and you can always one-up people with your words. Yeah. It's um, like I sort of mentioned before, I've been training the last year or so. And before I started doing the training, or before I did improv, that was something I would never do because I wouldn't have the confidence to go on and do that or do that in person, whatever situation it would be, because I just wouldn't have had the confidence to do that. But doing improv has given me that confidence to do that and just to speak to a group of maybe five or six people, telling them how, what I do or how to do the job I do. And it gives me that belief to do that. Yeah. It's just having the confidence, me the confidence to be confident in what I say. Um, and to impart my knowledge to the people I train. And it's having that belief in yourself to be confident. It's not enough to sort of, sort of act confident. It's, it's that being confident. Um, when you're doing what I do and it's giving me confidence in other things like uh, applying for promotions and applying for things which are helping me with my development awesome. um, yeah no, like the other day I found out I've been accepted onto this uh, career development programme which is something I never would have dreamed of going for maybe five years ago, maybe less, but now um, doing improv has helped, helped my moral being, but it's helped me in my work life yeah, and personal life as well. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get what you're saying there because for me, I think before we went into lockdown and, and improv moved online, I was only just getting into improv and – I was already starting to just fall in love with it and, and think, oh, this 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 is something I need in my life. And then what I learned about myself through improv was was to reconnect with myself because I was living a life where I was so busy all the time, whether it was in work, my personal life, I was rarely standing still and I was mostly doing things for other people all the time or uh, making sure that my commitments were met, whether it's my badminton team, whether it's extracurricular things I'm doing for school or youth groups and things like that. And what improv did for me during the pandemic was it made me, well, gave me an opportunity to focus on me 
and get in touch with the side of me that I love, all the parts of me that make me smile. And it was it was that that led me to changing my, my life. You know, it, it led me to, to Seki and so many good things have, have come my way. And I, I do put it down to improv reconnecting me with me and therefore ultimately giving me incredible sense an incredible sense of well-being um and sort of then taking that and and putting it into my life and even now life is getting back to normal ish i'm saying this in inverted commas but i'm not the same person i'm going back to the same places with the same people but i'm not the same person and and i'm happy about that because i have now found a better way to exist which means that i actually get to put more effort into me and not spend so much time on trying to please others now that doesn't mean that i'm not still giving 100% to my job and things but it just means that my focus has shifted and there is less emphasis on doing some of the things i used to do i'm still doing them but yeah they don't consume me the way they used to because I've got other things to be excited about in my head, which uh, mostly stem from things that uh, I've got since getting into improv. Yeah, I think, yeah, because for me, um, well, I think it's, I think everybody needs to find something where they feel they can be themselves. They can say, this is, this is me, this is where I belong, this is something that I want to do for myself and not for others. And if that makes me happy, good. If it makes others happy, that's good as well. But I think we all need that something that gives us a spark in yeah. life, gives us a passion. And I think for me, that's what improv has done. I think it's the first time I felt passionate about something. and. I would say also it's the first time I felt part, I felt it's where I felt truly belong in a community. Yeah. Because before that, um, I don't think I ever really fitted in or belonged somewhere until I came across improv. And um last few years have been great and it's just given me so much uh, hope, so much enjoyment, so much passion, and so many connections. And it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I just thank whoever is out, whoever is out there that <laughs> improv came into my life. Yeah, uh, and it's probably a good place for us to start to bring this to a close but i've often said this i've said it on a show a lot i think improv finds people when they need improv and part of that is because it can get us on the right path it can you know fill us with happiness and just ultimately put a smile on our face yeah definitely for sure and it's uh it's brought a smile to my face many times and I know what I do sometimes brings a smile to everybody else's faces. And uh, it's just it's just the sense of just letting loose and just sometimes doing whatever's in your head and just bringing it out there. Uh, yeah. And that's what I like. It's just that sort of freeness of just getting rid of whatever's in your head at that time and just putting it out there in a scene. Yeah. And... And I think some, I have a random mind sometimes. I have a weird mind. And I think Stu actually said this the other day, week. Um, I'm whimsical, but left field. <laughs> yeah, which I thought, that's a good, good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was quite apt for me. So, yeah, <laughs> i uh, take that. Something you mentioned earlier, actually, you mentioned Emma laughing. Emma laughing in sessions is always so good. And, you know, and other people laugh as well. And I think what it is, 
it's a sense of validation. You've said something that's made people absolutely lose it with laughter. And that is very validating. And I think that's one of the, the great things to do with improv and your well-being. It, it's that knowing that others are enjoying what you're bringing to the table. Yeah, and I think especially Emma's laugh is quite infectious. So when she laughs, you actually sort of laugh yeah. as well. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, laughter is valid. It is a validation of what we do, and like just seeing people smile and see, hearing laughter, it's just uh, it just gives you a boost, and it just gives you so much joy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, improv is a place where people can fit in if they haven't felt that they fit in somewhere before. Uh, it's a, it's a really good way to think about it. Something that you yeah. said there about fitting in. I, 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 for one, definitely feel that I'd, I'd never fitted in until I found improv, but I hadn't necessarily realized that until I found improv because then I found what being comfortable in a community really is. Yeah, it's just nice that there's so many like-minded individuals that share your passion of improv. Yeah. And... and I think I've noticed that a lot of the other interests that improvisers have, um, we all seem to, a lot of the improvisers have the sh- sh- same interest, like, uh, like sort of sci-fi and sort of uh, things like that. A lot of improvisers are into sci-fi or sort yeah, of yeah. really um, sort of what mainstream society calls uncool sort of, <laughs> hobbies or jets uh, we all seem to like those and um, they may be uncool to the mainstream but to us they're cool and as long as you like them and they make you happy so what and that's as, as long as it makes you happy that's the main thing at the end of the day yeah and that's true and that's how life should be do, do what makes you happy and improv makes us happy but also yeah. what is what has traditionally been sort of uncool is actually a lot cooler these days. And I think shows like the Big Bang Theory and things like Marvel taking over like cinema the way they have, I think these, these sort of traditional geeky uncool things are perhaps cooler than they've ever been. Yeah, I know, yeah, they are sort of coming out into the mainstream now, like you say, your Marvels and your DC comics and stuff like that, they're all sort of going into the mainstream. Um, that's, like I say, one person's uncool is another person's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, well, thank you for being so cool and having this chat about <laughs> well-being with me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope that everyone uh, listening has enjoyed our chat about well-being. I hope it's given people a bit of food for thought and I'd like people to perhaps just have a think about what they get from improv. And if there's anyone listening that hasn't been on the show before or has been on the show before, but would like to come back on and just talk about the impact improv has had on their life or if you've been on a show before has your life changed since we last spoke because of improv or are there any other improv based topics that you can think of that you want to come on and talk about then please come on the show it can be just like this mark and i we've just sat here two friends having a chat and that's what i love about the show it's just a way for us to get an insight to people to just have great discussions about topics about things we're passionate about and well-being and improv is something that mark is passionate about that i'm passionate about and i hope everyone listening is passionate about so yeah if you can think of a, a topic that you want to talk about come on because you could be sat in the hot seat just like mark and we could be hearing your insight into all things improv and there we go. I don't normally do the the outro bit while the guest is still here, but I just kind of segued into it. 
<laughs> so there we go. Uh, so I'm probably going to end the interview now, and then we can still carry on for a bit of a chat afterwards. Uh, so, uh, but I will officially say uh, goodbye and thank you to Mayor Mark. Goodbye. Well, thank you so much to Mark. An absolute pleasure to have him back on the show. Just just a lovely, lovely person. Uh, and always a pleasure to talk to him. Just one of the Earth's genuine good people. Not a bad bone in his body. And a wonderful insight into something that we're both passionate about there, which was well-being in improv. I pretty much did the outro with Mark still in the room, uh, so I don't really need to say much more other than to just say once again a big thank you to him and a thank you to all of you for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed our chat about well-being. Hopefully it's given you a little bit of food for thought and perhaps it's inspired you to want to come on the show and have a chat with me. Perhaps you've never been on the show and you are an improviser and you've uh, been part of the LCI community for a while and you just haven't felt like it's time for your story to be told. Maybe now is the time. And also, you might be listening to this and maybe you've been on the show before, but you think, hey, there's a great idea for a topic. And maybe you've never been on the show, but you think, hey, I don't want to come on and talk about myself, but quite happy to come on and talk about a particular topic so if any of that sounds like you could fit that bill then please get in touch with me or with emma and we will love to arrange to get you on the show now if you're interested in getting into improv or already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv Don't forget we've also got a Facebook page which you can check out If you follow us on there, give us a like, you'll be able to see every link that we post we post uh, trailers every thursday for the upcoming show the next week we post a show link every uh, monday when the show drops and there's often uh, some very handy uh, little links posted there here and there too if you are a member of the LCA community and you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we'll make the arrangements as soon as possible. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate the show, give us a five-star review and just continue to help uh, give us a boost and get the show known out there all around the world. We really appreciate anything like that that you can do for us. If you want to check me out on social media and connect with me in any way, you can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and I always direct people to my YouTube. I do a little thing on there called Humorous Moment every Wednesday. There's lots of other content on there, but uh, yeah, if you're going to check out anything, check out my Humorous Moment every Wednesday. Just a little something to put a smile on your face and get you over that midweek hump. And that pretty much brings me to the end of this week's episode, but before I go, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv, and yes, and...